Alright, welcome to Desert Island Games. My name is Richard and this is a midweek show. A show that I'm going to try and start doing, so Patreons, you're getting this early. Uh, everyone else, this will come out on a Thursday to Friday. Patreons, you'll get this done on a midweek. Um, this is my chance to kind of sit down and kind of disconnect myself from the interviews and talk about the games that I've been playing in my backlog and give you an update, a progress report. So welcome to Dig. This is the progress report. So, as I alluded to, no news. It's all about the games I'm playing. I'm currently playing three. Uh, we've got Bravely Default 2 on the go, Triangle Strategy, and Elden Ring. And I want to use this time, and if I remember, I'll take the audio from this podcast, the Elden Ring part, and give you my thoughts and feelings over on my YouTube channel, That Next Game, to really dive into kind of what's going on. So, let's, let's start with Elden Ring. That's the game that we'll start with. That's the game I think is... There's a lot of hype around Elden Ring. A uh, serious amount of hype. Um, it's launched to critical acclaim, um, no doubt. So currently, as of recording, it has a mighty on open critic. Um, with a top critic average uh, scoring of 96. Uh, 99% of critics recommend it. On Steam, it is sitting there with a very positive review. Overall score out of 222,000 reviews. Currently playing on Steam. I don't know. If, I don't think it's available on Epic, but currently uh, playing on Steam is 517,000 people are currently playing this game, and that's Steam on its own. Um, what are some of the critics saying about the game? Uh, let's have a look. Let's quote here: PC Gamer. This is Tyler Klopp. Uh, PC Gamer gave this. Following, I quote, I don't want to read the whole review, I'm pressing buttons for the sake of pressing buttons, an open world, game, open world action RPG from software that reaches new heights but spends too much time in the familiar. Gave it a 90 out of 100, uh, Easy Allies gave it a 9.5 out of 10, I really do enjoy the Easy Allies reviews, GameSpot gave it a 10 out of 10, they gave it a 10. Elden Ring takes shards of what came before and forges them into something that will go down in history as one of the all-time greats. A triumph in design, creativity, and an open-world game that distinguishes itself from what it doesn't do as much as it does do. It's it's received a lot of good scores, um, like 9s and 10s across the board, or Games Radar only scores out of 5, so it's receiving top scores. What this is going to be is my open dialogue, verbal diarrhea of my time with the game after 40 hours. That's what I've spent in it so far. I haven't completed the game. I've killed roughly, I think I've killed two, maybe three main bosses, and then um, I've killed a, a handful of uh, optional bosses, explored some dungeons, got myself some nice weapons. My character's in a good place. For some reason, I'm at like level 78 or something stupid. Um, managed to go and do some stuff that's made my character a bit OP, but I'm enjoying myself. And I think that's the first thing I want to get out there is this is my experience. And, you know, how I've played Elden Ring or played any game in the past, that's okay. It's my experience and it's my feelings of what this game is allowing me to do. 
My history with the Souls series, if you like, is uh, that I've played all of them except from Sekiro. I haven't played Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. I've played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, and I've played Bloodborne. My favourite is Dark Souls 3, whether that's a controversial pick or not, I don't know. That's my favourite. Um, Demon Souls is second. Um, I love the original. I haven't played the remake. The original is one of my favourite all-time games, but Dark Souls 3 is my favourite Souls game from software from from software such a daft name um and that's my experience bloodborne was great i just preferred dark souls 3 um please don't crucify me because i you know i know it can be a controversial pick this is i should also say that i've got some notes but this is purely mostly unscripted as i said unscripted verbal diarrhea open dialogue about elden ring and there may be some spoilers probably should have said that a little bit earlier but i haven't talked about the game yet there may be some spoilers hardware wise the following is my current pc i have a gtx 1080 ti i have a ryzen 5 5600x 32 gigs of uh, ddr4 uh, ram running at 32 megahertz 3200 megahertz and the game is installed on an ssd um not an gen 4 one uh, it's installed on a normal nvme.2 ssd for whatever that means if that means something to you then so be it but that's my hardware configuration i'm playing on a 1440p monitor um and i've had to adjust some settings so before we get into like the game itself let's talk about my experience it from a technical standpoint i've had to tweak settings to get it to run smoothly enough at, at 60 um even i can't push my 1080 ti to get this to run on my setup at uh, you know, high across the board. I've had to even do medium or low, and it looks fine. There's no kind of like major issues with how it looks. It's not going. It's a good-looking game in places, but what I mean by that is it's 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 neither here or there. I I think, except from the shadows, there's some weird flickering with the shadows. I've noticed a bit of pop in here and there, but I have had some problems. Now, your mileage may vary on, on this part, but for me personally, this has been my experience in the 40 hours that I've played. I've experienced three crashes. Two of them have been um, an Alt-F4 job and the game closes, and one of them was a full-blown system restart with the restart button on the front of my computer. That's the two, or the three, sorry, that I experienced. Two of them, uh, the old F4 jobs, was when I was on playing multiplayer. I was, we were doing this tunnel with uh, or dungeon with a friend of mine from the Nerd Nest, Bill, and he entered the boss room. I tried to enter, the game froze. Uh, the second one, I summoned someone, and then the game froze again. But my major crash happened when I was going from one zone to another, and it completely and utterly just wiped my system. Couldn't move, no nothing. Couldn't hear any sounds. Um, Alt F4 wasn't working, had to do a full-blown hard reset to get my computer back. So they're the three technical issues I've had. I have had frame, frame drops, I've had frame pacing issues, I've had jitteriness. Um, I have had those experiences on my copy of Elden Ring. That's And that's not me just saying it because I've seen posts and I've seen people talk about these issues. Nope, I've got it, I've seen it, it's happened. And if I remember, if I do get to do this as a video as well, if I've recorded any, I will try and add, I will try and stick some um, 
some of those in so you can see where the frame really drops. Uh, at one point I dropped to about 20 FPS in a certain area. Uh, one of the big areas I've had problems with was right at the beginning against the Tree Sentinel. It's like the first sort of uh, optional boss that you see, you can run past it. Every time I tried to fight that I would tank to about 40 FPS and then it would stutter quite hard as well. Uh, so it was, it was an experience, if that makes sense. Um, but it's been overall a good experience. I would rate technical-wise is probably, you know, up there 85 out of 100, whatever. But I have, have had problems. But again, as I said before I started spewing about this, your mileage may vary. You may be able to get it to run and it's absolutely sweet. But it hasn't put me off playing it. Usually if I've got these problems, I'll be like, now I'll give it a little while and, and so on. I mentioned about recording. Um, I haven't recorded a lot of footage. I will say this, uh, this was donated to me by one of my community members, so thank you to them. I'm not going to mention any names. It was just a very kind gesture. Message me saying, here's a code, enjoy. Uh, you don't have to stream it or anything like that, and it's been quite nice not have to do that. Um, so I thought in return what I would do for the community is give you my thoughts and feelings after the amount of time that I put in. Um, I think that's the, the main thing, or what I've... I haven't been as captivated by a game uh, for a while like this as I had been since Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread was the last game that really made me just want to sit down and play it. Um, I don't really want to stream it. I don't. I haven't recorded a lot of footage from my experience of Elden Ring. I just want to play it and soak in the world and the atmosphere and experience it without an audience for for the time being maybe on a second playthrough if I go down that route I'll start streaming it making it some content I just I just want to experience it for myself um, and collect my thoughts my feelings and then I think this is a really good way of kind of um, putting my my feelings out there is just to sit here and talk um, so it starts off like any Souls game. So let's get into the game. As I said, it starts off like any Souls game. You arrive, you choose your character. It's got a different array of classes. You've got your magic wielding classes, your your warrior based classes, and the samurai, which is new. So I picked the samurai. I've done a little bit of reading into the classes. The samurai was definitely it's definitely a class that's great for beginners. The the weapon, the the katana. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Has a as a bleed proc which is really good early on um, and the experience of opening the doors into the open world is you don't quite understand what you're going to get yourself in for yes if you played the technical beta test and you've seen some of the videos and the content you know exactly what you're in for I kind of kept myself away as much as possible from those technical tests and different bits and pieces I'd seen concept art and some photos or you know screenshots and bits and pieces like that but not really a lot of stuff um i playing previous soul game souls games you know what you're in for with elden ring it's souls but open world and i say open world 90 95 percent of it is open world it is you know there there is a big large sprawling map that you can go from a to b to c to d um pretty much the majority of the time but then you do have some zones uh, for example there's some teleports that can teleport you to other sub zones if you like and that's what I mean by it's 
it is an open world game, but it has these sub zones, and I'm not I'm not gonna dis- dispute its defining characteristic. If you're sitting there and you're wondering, have they managed to make a Souls game work in a open world setting? Yes, they have. You are ultimately getting more souls in a bigger playground is the best way to experience it. There are bigger and badder monsters. There are there are times where you are just riding your horse. Yes, there's a horse in this game and you're just traveling from A to B and you're just taking in the, the area around you um, and the sounds and the experience that brings to then jumping off your horse and beating up a bunch of bandits to jump back on to taking on a, a, another knight cavalry or going over and decking a dragon in the face. And let me tell you this, Skyrim has not trained you well to defeat dragons because they are tough as nails in this game, like anything. You will die a lot. There is no shame in summoning in people. I've done it quite a few times on some of the bosses that I've ground really difficult. Um, and it's been that kind of experience. And gameplay, I can't, I can't, there's not really much more to say about gameplay because it does everything that you expect a Souls game to do. It's just bigger and better. Uh, graphically, as I've already alluded to, it's fine. It runs well. And then sound design is great. Every hit, and from software know how to do this. Every hit feels meaty. Every magical spell sounds amazing. Every time an enemy dies, you know you've killed them, not just by the sparkly dust that comes off them, but by the sounds that they make. Everything is carefully crafted in this world to make you feel, A, in it, B also feel you know a part of it with all the sound design and everything else that goes with it um, so it's overall your task is to become an Elden Lord um, by defeating the bosses and kind of going through that as usual lore is very sparse I don't know enough about the lore to really understand it but I think the great thing about this game is you can get yourself lost in that experience where I'm to dive too far in the lore because the combat is great, the stats uh, building is is great, and you can min-max your character how to how you want. All of those things are there from previous iterations of the Souls games. Again, it's just bigger. And I think um, I'm at the point now where I'm kind of done with open-world games. Elden Ring um, is, a, is an open-world game that actually, because they've added the Souls-style combat, and everything else that from software are good at it really does make the open world feel different to other carbon copy open world games grand theft auto 3 is a it is an amazing achievement but also it's been a, an absolute travesty on the industry because all of a sudden every game after that needed to be open world and they when they saw the success of an open world game and to be fair, you'll get one or two that come along. Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas is probably the, the next one. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Witcher. You'll get these games every so often that come along. I suppose Skyrim is there as well. Where the open world is not the genre that it's set in, but it's you know the fabric of the game if that makes sense the developer has gone okay no this is a this type of game but we're going to put it in this setting i think 
my biggest comparison is Metal Gear Phantom Pain um, because Metal Gear, like the Soul series, was was very in a uh, very linear. You could go to, uh, around different areas, uh, you know, and you could do different things to help you get through different parts of the game, just like the Soul series, you know. Um, but they needed to change the formula. They needed to move away, I think, from that linearity. But it was always going to be a very difficult um, thing to do it well. Um, and Front Software pulled it off. You can probably hear me pouring my tea into my cup as we speak. Sounded like I was doing something else um, while I'm here drinking my, my green tea to sound like I'm sophisticated. It, I think it needed a change. Yes, if they'd made another Souls linearity corridor style game, people would have loved it anyway. But I think actually what they did was the right thing for this game. As simple as that. So ultimately, after I've sort of spoken about it and given you my kind of thoughts and feelings, ultimately the game is great. I'm loving it. And you're probably sitting there going, well, I haven't really kind of told you definitively if you should buy it. There's kind of a couple of things you have to ask yourself. A, can you, or do you like an open world? You know, mostly open world, some sub-zones, but majority of it is open world. Where you're going to explore from one end to another. Your playthrough is going to be very different to the next person that's playing it, because we're all going off in different directions. Secondly... Do you like Souls Combat? If it's no to that second one, and that probably should be first, but if if it's no to that one, don't buy this game. As I said, this is Souls in a bigger playground. You have your usual invasions when you're playing online. You have your summoning. You have those real sit-down, tooth-and-nail moments against bosses. Those rage-inducing moments where you want to punch something because you feel like the game is cheated, but actually you did dodge at the right time to allow you to get the invisible frames and, and so on. It's Law is there, it's deep, but you've got to find it. If it's no to that question and that question in particular, do not buy this game. It's souls in a bigger playground and more of what From Software can do. But after 40 hours, I can tell you this. If you want a starting point for the souls genre, get Elden Ring. This is a really good place, I think, to start. It is forgiving in places. It doesn't, you know, there's certain things the game does that make it forgiving. So, for example, if you clear a load of enemies, you get your flask and your magic flasks back. So, for those who don't know, you have a flask that you could you fill up uh, uh, when you uh, rest at these touch of graces. You can improve them. You can, and they basically fill your health and your uh, focus points or your mana. Um, and once your health is zero, you're dead. And when your focus points are zero, you can't use any magic. Um, but that's all the same but when you kill a, a group of enemies it will recharge those by and either all the way up or you know some of the way so it's that one thing i think makes the game a little bit more forgiving it makes you want to hang around enemies especially if you're low um so those kind of things it has this it also has something called arts arts of war which i think was in dark souls 3 if i remember correctly you hold down the l2 trigger um 
and it, it essentially when you're double holding a weapon you hold down the l2 trigger and the weapon has a magic power to it if you like um, or you can get this art of war on your shield that will allow you to do that with one hand so you don't have to keep switching that's a really useful tool um, so it has these things that allows for wider expansive combat and experimentation is there as well it really is all these arts of war the different stat combinations the different weapons armor pieces all that kind of stuff all add to that overall rpg feel and that's the next question you have to ask yourself is do you like an rpg because through and through this is an rpg with that, that mechanic and stuff like that if the answer is yes to any of those questions go out and buy it whenever you can it's worth it it's definitely worth the money but as a you know precaution do be careful with certain hardware there are videos out there on youtube how you can get it to run nicely and smooth there's some other bits and pieces on there as well which you can find my recommendation after 40 hours is that if you like souls you don't mind an open world or you like an open world with different things to do different enemy design when you turn a corner you don't know if you're going to die or survive and if you like soul style combat this game is for you I, I think that's probably the best way I can really describe this game in a nutshell it's bloody fantastic it really is it does everything souls has ever taught it to do and adds on to it and just bolts on more great crazy stuff some of the bosses are incredible I, and I wanted to keep this as spoiler free as possible because if you are going to pick it up it's not fair for me to spoil it because a Souls experience especially if it's a first experience should be completely unspoiled so that's my kind of dialogue open dialogue if you like and when I get to about 80 hours I think I'll do a much more structured review of the game after 80 hours um, and kind of go from there but I wanted just to sit down and talk about what I've experienced or how this game has made me feel about the game and probably you know my recommendation of whether you should buy it or not after 40 hours so there you go thanks for listening to that if you're watching on the video um i really appreciate you you can like and subscribe and do all those good youtube things you can always unsubscribe to me later down the line you can catch me on twitter and all the other places all the links are down below for now thank you and i'll see you all around so it's been a few days since I actually recorded the Elden Ring part of this podcast. Um, life just genuinely is kicking my ass at the minute. <laughs> it's uh, it's really busy. Uh, we also had an interview fall through, which is a real shame, uh, which means there's no kind of normal Desert Island games this week. Um, this is also releasing quite late, which is a shame. Um, but we're going to get back onto our normal recording schedule as of next week, Tuesdays, all that good stuff. So... Um, and for a few days or a few weeks, it's going to be me talking about games I'm playing. And kind of while I get some new interviews rolling, we'll do some uh, interviews that I've done previously that were on a, one of my old feeds that I don't have anymore. So we'll kind of uh, put some content out like that. The plan is to move to two episodes a week. But as I said, just genuinely life at the minute is just absolutely ruining me uh, in a good way. I'm just very busy uh, with other things. Uh, life, family, uh, my martial arts school, everything else that goes on with just being human. It's uh, it's one of those moments at the minute. But I want to talk about triangle strategy. Um, 
and give you a little bit of a taste of what is possibly to come uh, with my Let's Plays because uh, we've restarted our Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Nuzlocke and I want to talk through that as well. So first of all, triangle strategy. Let's go over that. I'm about eight hours in, five to eight hours in. Uh, and early impressions are this. It's good. I know I'm, I've am i missed the curve greatly talking about this show and or this game, um, which is fine. It's not a problem. It's just how it is. Um, but I've had to kind of put triangle strategy on pause because I want to do um, my Nuzlocke and I've got um, something coming up for another show that I'm working on. So, yeah, Triangle Strategy, it's about five to eight hours in, and I, I, I plan to go back to it soon uh, in bits and pieces. For those who don't know, Triangle Strategy is the worst-named JRPG in the world. Uh, it's a strategy RPG, so I think Fire Emblem, Five Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, those kind of games. Uh, you have a party that you place on a grid, and it's tile-based movement to tile-based combat. And that's essentially the, the, the gist of the gameplay. There are jobs or classes that each person has, and you can level those classes up. You can improve weaponry. And there's bits and pieces that I haven't obviously come across only eight hours in. There's been a lot of story. There's been a lot of words. And I think one of my biggest gripes and bugbears, and I've seen this floating around the internet as well, so I'm not the only one, the characters are overly nice. Like, sickly nice disgustingly nice i think is the way to describe it it's they are very much kind of like ye old england english talk but very very nice and it almost makes you want to shut off the story itself it, it definitely has my classic jrpg trope which if you'd heard uh, a show that i did on the delco network where we went into jrpg tropes and jrpg gripes and different bits and pieces I love a good overarching story. It's one of the biggest reasons why I couldn't get on with Octopath Traveler, though this game makes me want to play Octopath, and I'll get into that. Um, there's You can feel there's this story bubbling, and it is slow. There is definitely a slow burner. The story is taking its time. It's this kind of gradual kind of uh, setup. It's giving you the, the outlay of the three kingdoms and their positions, and you're fighting over... Um, Essentially, salt seems to be the, the the thing at the minute. Salt seems to be the biggest commodity in the land. And one person seems to have developed a mining technique and, and so on. And that's where we are at the minute in the story. So, sorry, spoilers of that part. Um, and, yeah, that's making me want to carry on and play it, even though I've kind of put it down for now. Combat, as I alluded to in the beginning of this section is all dealt with on a grid. You move your uh, character um, X amount of spaces on a grid and you go and whack your opponent. You have ranged, you have melee tanks, you have healers, you have magic dealers. And it works like that. This game on normal has kicked my ass quite a few times. It has brutally made me feel embarrassed already and i'm only a few hours in i do feel like i've i've missed a thing or two um but i don't think i have i don't think i've missed anything it just feels a bit weird because in the first like five hours i did like three battles but then i suppose there's a lot of story to do and, and from what i've seen on the internet there's loads more battles coming up and you know you can take it down you know you can take that as you will it's just as i said it's a slow start you have a conviction system uh, and you have what they call the, the scales of conviction, um, which gives the game replayability. 
in the sense that you're not going to follow the same path each time that you play it. And my playthrough will be slightly different to someone else's depending on the choices. So throughout the story and throughout the cutscenes, you'll get this moment where the main character, uh, Sonora, Sonora, I can't pronounce the name, I'm terrible with names, um, will basically have to have a decision and him and his party will decide on this, this decision. And it's your job to convince your party members and they can go against you on what you want to do. And I've only had one, I think, one scales of conviction moment where we had to decide where we were going to first. We'd done all the tutorial stuff. We'd done this grand, majestic battle thing in the name of the king as a party. And the House of Wolfort uh, was going to go on a, a, an adventure. They were going to go to one of the different kingdoms. And you had to decide where you were going. And it was your job to convince. And interestingly it plays like a you know a proper voting system you go around and, and it's up to you to try and convince your party and on the side of the screen you'll have where they sit at that current time so they might decide to be going this way or they'll go decide the other way or they'll be completely in the middle and they haven't made a decision um yeah so it's your job to convince them if you want to go down a certain path it's your job to say the right things to convince your your team your party that we're going to go take this path so uh, that's quite good uh, except from the dialogue like i said is just they're just overly nice sickly is is the way i would describe it it's like when you eat too much chocolate and you feel a little bit sick that's how i feel in my stomach every time these people talk <laughs> it's a, it's bad and i'm hoping that it gets better but as i said i'm going to repeat it there is definitely an overarching storyline to this so far, music, incredible. It's one of the best soundtracks that I've heard. Really love the music. Um, and graphically, it's stunning. And this is why I want to go back to Octopath and give it another chance. Because it's done in that two, 2.5 HD style that Octopath that Octopath really set the trend for. Uh, more games need to look like this. I would happily take... Now, uh, there's a, there was a thread on Twitter that I saw that they would take all the remakes of Final Fantasy games, the old ones, and... No, give me a new IP like Triangle Strategy with a better name in this style. This style is incredible. I don't know if it's trademarked to, to Square because Square Enix seem to be the company that are doing this style, um, which is hilarious because Square Enix seems to have hitters and then they seem to just be failing at the other end. Uh, like they seem to release an absolute corker like Triangle Strategy and then they'll put their name to something else, which is absolutely bloody terrible. Um which is really interesting to, to see Square, the the, the difference in, in it. Um, but overall, it's got good reviews. I'm going to be talking about it over the, over the coming weeks um, as we dive more into what's, what's good about this game. Uh, yeah, so Triangle Strategy after about eight hours is solid. It's a very early impression. And hopefully I'll get down to the end of it so I can give you a full-blown review. So I said, um, I, I love saying so. I really do apologize. Well, it, that's me trying to stop myself from saying so. Um, we're going to be doing what I'm calling uh, in-retro review uh, or retro in-review. I don't know how I've decided, but it's going to Patreon first. So if you're listening and you want to hear my retro reviews, then head over to patreon.com slash desertislandgames where we're going to be re reviewing A Thousand Year Door. We're going to be playing through Mario, Super Mario, uh, Paper Mario, uh, A Thousand Year Door. And I'm going to be reviewing it and we'll be talking about it over and I'll go over to Patreon first and then at some point it'll release to the wilds. Um, those shows, the review shows, these shows, 
new shows are all going to be that second show that comes out the second, you know, on a Thursday or a Friday. Um, that's the plan. As I, as I did say, we have uh, not got any more new interviews lined up as of yet, but I am looking to get some people on the show. This has turned into a bit of a PSA, this part. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking to do um, reviews, uh, retro uh, in retro review, which is the new show that I'm going to be putting together. It's not, an, not a new podcast. It's, it's going to be on the same feed, but it'll be over on Desert Island Games, where we're going to be talking about retro games, and I'm going to be playing through those. And this is going to be, um, and I'm going to kind of tar up this this show where it'll be a bit, it'll probably be a little bit of news, and then I'm going to review or talk about one game in this review show instead of trying to do like I'm doing today, three. Um, and then the plan also is in that news show, which is also I, I might I might do news. I haven't decided. This is this is kind of a free flowing show where I either talk about news or games. That's the plan. There you go. That's the plan. A free flowing news show game show, whatever. Bear with me. Very tired, very confused. And then we've got the Let's Plays and the bits and pieces that I'm doing. So let's talk about my Nuzlocke and something else that you might be catching the wind of very, very soon as well. Um, yeah, so if for those who don't know, I actually recorded on this feed uh, a couple of months back my first attempt at a brilliant diamond Nuzlocke. It went horribly wrong. I got to the first gym, I think it was, or just after the first gym, wiped out. Like, totally and utterly wiped out. Um, we restarted. Uh, I've started with Chimchar, um, and my team consists of a Shinx, an Abra, um, a Pidgey, not a Pidgey, Starly, <laughs> Pidgey, and um, Chimchar, which is my starter, a Shinx, Abra, and a Starly. I have four Pokemon. Um, and they're all ranging from about level 8 to 9. Uh, maybe Chimchar's level 10. My rule set is no items in battle. Really simple. Um, I don't nickname my Pokemon. I don't like nicknaming my Pokemon. So, yeah, there, there's that. That won't happen. I don't know why. I just don't. I just don't like doing it. Um, simple as that. So, th my Chimchar. Uh, then we've got the Starly, as I said. Um, what was I trying to say? I forgot. Anyway, they're the four. They're my full team at the minute. We've taken on the two like trainer battles and got ourselves the TM workup, which is good because on my first attempt, I didn't actually go there. Didn't even know there was a battle. Um, this is a bit of also a bit of a blind playthrough because I've not actually um, played much of Brilliant Diamond. Unfortunately, the likelihood of this being a video is very slim because I don't have footage of me or getting my starter. I don't have footage of my first captures. So it's probably going to be audio only, uh, and then we'll dedicate an actual section of the show, like I did for the Elden Ring, to my Nuzlocke, Nuzlocke update, whatever. Um, I want to complete Brilliant Diamond, but I want to do it as a as a, Nuz a Nuzlocke. We're making our way to Ouroburg City to do the first gym, uh, which is Rock, which I haven't got any grass Pokemon or water-type Pokemon, which is hilarious. So I'm hoping to go in there with possibly... Possibly, probably gonna have to go in there with Chimchar, but then I think Chimchar has a weakness to it. Anyway, I will update you once I've done my first gym, and we'll see where we are. I know it's quite a toughy. Uh, interestingly, like I say I don't have any Grass Pokemon or Water Pokemon to really help me through this first gym, but there we are. Um, I know I want Chimchar for the second gym. I might go to the second gym in my my playthrough because I say Grass Gym, I believe. 
So I know I want Chimchar for that. But that's where we are. Um, I may, like say, dedicate an entire show to the Nuzlocke. So listen out for that. The other thing I wanted to just let you know was we're going to be doing on Sword and Shield Road to Master. Master Ball rank. So I've never done competitive Pokemon. Never. I've got a series that's been worked on for YouTube, which is going to completely destroy my rank, where I use teams from the Pokemon series, but it's the Elite Four team. So I use their team. So I use the best version of the Elite Four. So if, for example, in Heart Gold, you can go rematch, um, or let's go Pikachu, you can rematch that that Elite Four member, but they've got six Pokemon on the like in the post game. We're going to be using their teams just to see how they get on. Like the Brilliant Diamond Elite Four is harder than the original Diamond Elite Four, apparently. Uh, and we'll be using their team online just to see how we get on, uh, which will be interesting. And then I might do a full-blown, let's have a look at a team and talk about my experiences of competitive Pokemon on this show because I've always been interested in getting into and having a go at competitive-based Pokemon uh, game. But my God, I've never done it. So starting next week, um, I'm hoping to have had at least three games of actual competitive Pokemon. I may have to sign up to a second account um, and transfer Pokemon over to do... I, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I only have one account <laughs> and I've only completed the game once. Uh, so yeah, it might... It, we might have to do one or the other, um, where I might do my road to ranked first and then get all the Pokemon teams together that I want to. And when it does a reset, which is, I think, the beginning of each month. Um, so, yeah, we'll go from there. All right. So that's coming up in the coming weeks. So, yeah, I, I, this show turned into an Elden, Elden Ring review, a discussion about triangle strategy and then Pokemon Nuzlocke and kind of a bit of a PSA. And I do apologize for that. It's been really hectic. Uh, as I said, go over to patreon.com if you want to hear retro in review or review in retro. I don't know which way I want to do that. Uh, review in retro. No, retro in review, which is the new show for Desert Island Games to all talking about um, uh, retro games. The first game is A Thousand Year Door, so looking forward to playing through that. Uh, and yeah, join me, join me. Please do join me over there and everywhere else you can find me. And uh, interviews will return, or chats, Desert Island Game chats will return once we've got some more guests. We're probably going to take a couple of weeks off um, so I can just get some guests loaded in. Um, and then we'll, I've, got some, I've got plenty of other content to discuss in the meantime. So thank you very much, guys and girls. I'll see you all soon. Have a great day. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs>